The squeeze of reimbursement from private payers and Medicare cuts to doctors are taking their toll on doctor income, which is now not even keeping up with inflation. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune. And with me today is Dr. William Jesse, the president and chief executive officer of the Medical Group Management Association. MGMA, as it's known, has more than 21,000 members who head more than 13,500 organizations in which more than a quarter of a million physicians practice. Dr. Jesse has been MGMA's president since 1999, serving as the nation's leading voice for medical group practices. Before joining MGMA, Dr. Jesse served for three years as vice president for quality and managed care standards at the American Medical Association, where he led the AMA's activities and clinical guidelines, quality improvement, and accreditation. He also holds academic appointments as a clinical professor of preventative medicine and biometrics at the University of Colorado Health Sciences Center in Denver, and as an adjunct professor of health policy and administration at the University of North Carolina School of Public Health in Chapel Hill. Uh, He joins us today from MGMA's offices in Englewood, Colorado. Dr. William Jesse, welcome to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Thank you very much, Bruce. It's a pleasure to be here. People still think the doctors are making loads of money, but you're here to tell us in this new study that MGMA does so well every year, doctor income is not even keeping up with inflation. Unfortunately, it's a pretty glum picture. Physicians obviously are well paid, but over the last several years, the only way they're staying even with inflation is by essentially working longer hours, generating more billed services. And our most recent physician compensation survey, which, by the way, reported data on more than 50,000 physicians around the country, we had extremely good participation this year in our survey, it showed that specialty physicians' compensation was essentially flat in 2007. It was just about at the inflation rate. Primary care physicians did a little better for the first time in many years. Primary care physicians' median compensation was up uh, 6.3% about 3.3% higher than inflation. And that's an unusual aberration because for most of the last several years, primary care physicians have actually lagged the inflation rate. And when we're talking here, I have some of the figures your group was kind enough to give me, where a primary care physician is making $182,000 in 2007. Is that their actual income or are we talking there's all sorts of costs that they're paying comes out of that? This is net. What we ask physicians to report to us in our compensation survey is the actual income that the physician receives. So that is net of their practice operating expenses. For many primary care practices, operating expenses are probably about 60% of gross revenues. So that leaves the remaining 40% as compensation for the physician. So that $182,000 median comp figure represents probably about 40% of the practice's gross revenues. The rest has to be paid out in operating expenses. Including such things as medical malpractice and things like that. Well, staff obviously is the biggest item for the practice, but then insurance costs for liability insurance and health insurance for your employees. Um, Medical practices are subject to the same rapidly spiraling increase in health insurance costs for employees that is affecting every other employer. So it's a real challenge. One of the trends that may be of interest to your listeners is that over the last 10 years, the inflation rate in the economy at large is 
measured by the Consumer Price Index, it's gone up about 31%. During that same 10-year period, average medical practice operating expenses have gone up 63.6%. So physicians are in a real squeeze in terms of their operating expenses going up faster than inflation. But as every physician knows, Medicare and private payers' payment rates have gone up at rates slower than inflation. You know, at some point, something has to give. The only way physicians have even been able to stay even is by seeing more patients, spending less time per patient, or in some cases, adding new ancillary services, new procedures. And there's a limit to how far you can continue that trend. Are there some specialties that are getting hit harder than others? I note here, for example, emergency room physicians, which are very important as a triage, if you will, given the number of rising uninsured, they are clearly not keeping up with inflation. There's a great deal of variability from specialty to specialty and even from year to year. One of the reasons why primary care physicians did better in 2007 is because the weightings on the evaluation and management codes were changed in 2007 so that they provided higher weights. And since most of what a primary care physician does is office-based evaluation and management, that increased the compensation to primary care physicians. But the weightings are a zero-sum game. So if you're going to give more weight to the codes that primary care physicians see, that means that you take weight away from the codes that many specialties see. And some of the cardiologists, for example, cardiology compensation actually declined in 2007 as a consequence of some of those shifts in the weights. Technology changes obviously affect specialty compensation as well. So there's a fair amount of variability from year to year as to who the winners and losers are by specialty. But it's very clear that we have a lot of issues related to physician compensation. And the way we pay physicians rewards doing more things to patients rather than trying to do more to keep patients well. In fact, (laughs) the more successful you are in keeping your patients well and out of the hospital, the less income you probably generate for yourself. Well, that's an excellent point. If you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and my guest today is Dr. William Jesse. He's the president and chief executive officer of the Medical Group Management Association, and MGMA, as it's known, has a wonderful survey on doctor income every year, and what we're talking about is this year showing that specialty physician compensation barely keeps up with inflation. And Dr. Jesse, you bring up an excellent point in the sense that doctors who do a good job might be hurting themselves. And in the trend for a medical home, we might have some issues there as well, where specialists might get hurt. And you'd think maybe primary care would benefit. Absolutely. I think there's a growing consensus amongst not only policymakers, but also physicians and administrators as well, that the current payment system is definitely broken. That's the one thing there is consensus on. What there's not consensus on is how to fix it. And so what we see is a number of different experiments going on and trying to figure out what is a better way to pay for health care, how to reward physicians and hospitals who treat patients in a cost-effective manner, keep patients well when they become ill, return them to a normal state of productivity quickly, 
and not just reward people for, if you will, churning, providing more services to patients. But that's what the current system rewards is the more volume you generate in terms of patient care services, the more income you make. So the patient-centered medical home is a great concept in terms of particularly chronic disease management, trying to give patients a place where their chronic illnesses can be managed in a fashion that minimizes their use of expensive inpatient facilities, minimizes the need for specialty care. But obviously, there are winners and losers when you make those kinds of changes. Primary care physicians love the idea of the patient-centered medical home. But for specialists who may be losing some of their referrals, certainly for hospitals, which may see their admissions go down, that is not necessarily a terribly popular concept. Given the MGMA's role with the group practice, does the MGA have any advice for some of these specialists in ways to either boost income or perhaps should they be preparing to shift their careers a little bit? Maybe are you seeing that? It's quite interesting to see how different practices are coping. We do a couple of surveys every year. One is our physician compensation survey, which you've already mentioned, but we also survey practices on their cost to try to get an understanding of what are the operating costs, what are the elements of operating costs. And one of the things we find is that not all practices are created equal. It's a tough economic environment out there, but despite that, there are some practices that are quite profitable. And we publish a book called The Gold Book, which is also available off our website. But it's performance of more successful practices as identified by our cost survey, practices that have lower than expected operating cost per FTE position and higher than expected profitability. And we do case studies of those practices to try to find out what they're doing right that enables them to be so financially successful in a tough economic climate. To just perhaps boil it down, it comes into two things, cost control and revenue enhancement. The medical model I like to use is controlling the bleeding and finding a transfusion. Controlling the bleeding, many practices have a lot of leakage, if you will, in cost, and a professional administrator working closely with the physician leaders of that practice can often identify opportunities for controlling operating cost. The other side of the coin, revenue enhancement, there's some very creative ideas out there for where to capture revenue that you may not be capturing now. Lots of practices, unfortunately, leave money on the table that they are legitimately owed by health insurance plans because they don't have good mechanisms, for example, to assure that charges are captured. For example, physicians may go to the hospital, see patients in the hospital, But when they come back to the office, forget to mention that patient visit, and therefore it never gets billed to the insurance plan. That's one of many causes of lost revenue. But we're seeing practices also adopt some very innovative ways of, uh, for example, selling ancillary supplies to their core business. One of my members has got a surgical practice that has now set up a breast center. In addition to providing mammography and other screening services for women, They provide wigs, prostheses, things that might ordinarily be sold by a medical supply store and now been incorporated into the practice as a new revenue stream. And so if you are a physician listening out there in primary care and you are not making $182,000, you can turn to the MGMA website and probably see some of these case studies as well or contact your organization and get some ideas. Absolutely. And what we try to do as an association is provide the information and resources for physicians and practice administrative leaders to be more successful in operating the business side of their practice. 
And one of the things we found is that practices that are providing high-quality, safe care are practices that are also achieving high levels of patient satisfaction and, in general, better profitability than the average practice. So medicine is both a profession and, increasingly in our country, it's a business. And physicians have to pay attention to not only the art and science of medicine, but to the business of medicine as well. Well, we would like to thank Dr. William Jesse, who has been our guest on the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Bruce Japson with the Chicago Tribune, and we've been talking about physician compensation barely keeping up with inflation. To listen to our on-demand library, visit us at ReachMD.com, register with promo code RADIO, and receive six months free streaming for your home or office. If you have comments or suggestions, please call us at 888-MD-XM-157. And I'd like to thank you today for listening. This ReachMD program is featured on Sermo, a free online community exclusively for physicians. To discuss this program with your colleagues, visit www.sermo.com. That's S-E-R-M-O dot com. When you join, enter ReachMD in the promotion box to receive a $15 Amazon gift card.